With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work. To bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Yeah, what's up, War Report family? This is a Friday night. It's Friday, right? It's a Friday night War Report special. Uh, lots going on today. Uh, Athletic Director Alan Green has uh, chosen to step aside. Uh, a move that some say may not have been his choice, but it certainly is happening. Uh, this has been speculated uh, for quite some time. Uh, but tonight I'm here with Ike Jones and uh, we're going to talk about it. So, yeah, this um, this wasn't unexpected. I think no. that some people were holding out hope that um, they could figure this out. It seems like whatever differences he had with this administration were not reconcilable. Yeah. Um, but we've arrived here. Irreconcilable differences. That mm-hmm. definitely sounds like a divorce, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so you guys are are filing in here. Um, I know that we did this. We gave you not very much notice, but uh, we don't always get a bunch of notice when these things happen. Uh, you know, what What are your initial thoughts on, on Alan Green making the decision to step aside? Because the way I read it, he, it was, they're making it seem as if it was, were mutual, but you know, I'll share my thoughts on, on what I think about that later. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, of course, we've been, we've heard this earlier today, and because we have other things that we got to handle outside of the war report, we had to kind of weed through that before we had an opportunity to hop on live, and you know, my initial thoughts were, you know, like you said, initially, it's not uh, unexpected. It's unfortunate, though, right? Because right. I don't think that 
Um, I don't think that this was a situation that needed to get to this place. Um, because if you look at Alan Green and what he's being charged to do as an athletic director, not the director of football operations, but as an athletic director, the athletic programs were flourishing under Alan Green. Um, and so, uh, for him to be in a situation where he felt as if his, if, if there was uncertainty about his future at Auburn, considering he wasn't doing a poor job, mm. I don't think that that's fair. I wouldn't be in a situation where I was working somewhere and my future was uncertain and it wasn't related to what I actually did as was outlined in my job responsibilities. So, um, you know, for him to decide, you know what, let me just get out of y'all's way. You, you clearly want to go in a different direction. Um, you know, that's taking the power back in, in the only way he knew how to. So, um, you know, best of luck to him and whatever he decides to do next in his career. Since a lot of you are here and you just want to show your appreciation for the job that he did and the way he represented Auburn, I want to highlight those comments. Um, you know, if you have something negative to say, it's not necessarily unwelcome here, but uh, we do want to keep it constructive. We were big fans of Alan Green here at the War Report. Um, certainly. Uh, my thoughts, Ike, are your thoughts. This seemed like it should have been avoidable. Yeah. Right? And I think that this comes down to co- a culture that a lot of people assume has existed at Auburn for a long time in terms of who's in control. Who's in right. control of what? Is your AD in control? Is your board in control? Are boosters in control? Here we are. With a guy who, you know, he went his own way with this football hire. He went his own way with this football hire. I think that that's not in question. And um, some people didn't like it. Now, we have spoken with Alan Green on multiple occasions, uh, as well as doing two to three interviews. Um, You know, we had a relationship with him. I talked to him about some things off record. There's some things that we can't always share out loud. But I'll tell you this. You know, some of the narratives, it was clear some of the narratives that existed around why people felt his job was in jeopardy that, you know, he refuted to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he repeatedly. Yeah. The the, the notion that Alan Green did not want to be at Auburn is. is, It's it's so far fetched and ridiculous. Uh, Listen, I understand where it, it, it came from. Right. Well, if he wanted to be here so bad, why was he out? interviewing for other jobs. I'd have to retort that with a question. If you were working somewhere and you got wind that the place was looking to remove you or they started stripping responsibilities away from you that were part of your job, would you feel wanted in that place? Right. And if you feel unwanted in the place that you're working, would you not go try to find a job where, well, let me go find some place where I am wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like realistically, like just common sense. If someone said your boss might be trying to fire you, right? Would you wait around on the hammer to drop, or would you try to reconcile whatever it was? And if you felt like it wasn't, that couldn't be solved, would you start looking for other jobs? Right. If you got bills to pay, you probably are looking for other jobs and not just waiting on the hammer to drop. I think that probably one of the most disappointing narratives was that he was looking proactively looking for a way out which there could there could have been some truth to that but the mm-hmm. reason why is why I don't think people were getting correct 
right? So um, I want to talk now about some of the narratives that existed around uh, spending and budget when it came to other sports. Now, this was something that we had talked about. Well, let and- me just answer this question quickly. Mm-hmm. Brian Hancher asked, are, are the non-members muted on this one? The answer to that question, Brian, is no, we did not uh, no. lock it down. Uh, I've I've been generous tonight, mm-hmm. but if yeah. I see a bunch of trolls in here, I know how to lock this down really quickly because I don't yeah. really, this isn't a, a place for trolling tonight. But anyway, no, anybody can comment. Welcome. Yeah, we're going to leave it open for now, but um, yeah, we'll be policing the comments here to make sure that they stay respectful. Anyway, uh, sorry to cut that, you off. Um, no re- problem. Refuting narratives. Go ahead. Well, refuting narratives about the budget and the spending and how some coaches were unhappy with where you know, the monies that they were given and um, that Alan Green was the person pulling the strings on the on the purse. Now, you know, when we talked to him about this narrative specifically, and he has said, listen, there wasn't another option given to not. And, you know, people, this is when people start talking and they don't know what they're talking about. But I'll tell you, Gus's buyout, Definitely had a lot to do with monies that were being spent. Correct. <laughs> it did. The yeah. idea that this was coming. And, you know, there are a lot of narratives that sir, this certain booster writes a check for such and such as buyout. And, you know, and now it's this booster's turn to write the check for, you know, uh, Gus's buyout. Um, I can say pretty confidently that if that money got paid by some booster, it didn't funnel through the athletic department. <laughs> right. They backdoor paid that or something because it was budgeted in to what, you know, you pay $21 million to fire a coach. It's going to affect the other sports. That's not a small amount of money. And, um, you know, the options weren't given, but uh, as the leader, as the face of that, he took the heat for that penny pension when those directives were handed down. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, that's unfair. I mean, it's, And so here's the only question I would have for, you know, Alan Green, if he were to speak with us about this and and, and we have reached out to him um, to try to see if we could get him to to comment. And again, it's completely up to him whether he wants to talk to us, number one or number two, whether he wants us to publicly talk about what he talked to us about. So um, but here's the thing, you know, was that communicated to other people? It couldn't be like, how could you say to a coach, could you go to Butch Thompson and say, I know you want to. take a private jet to go see this prospect out in uh, California who's a great pitcher, but I can't because I got to save money in case we're going to fire our football coach. You right. can't, you can't have that yeah, conversation, yeah, conversation with him. Yeah. Right. So sure. you just have to say no and take the heat. Yeah. Yeah. So there was an internal discussion about budget. I think that that was one of the narratives that persisted that seemed like it was unfair. Yeah. Right. Um. Is, is that that decision to cut budgets wasn't, it was not, just a sole decision by him to say, I'm not giving you any money for this or for that. Now the purse strings loosened at some point, but the damage had been done in terms of, of that. And as the head, he, he, he took the heat for it. Right. So, you know, it, it is this, again, this comes back to, to who's really in charge. Is your football coach allowed to run his program or is he serving at, the pleasure of somebody else, right? Is your AD allowed to run the athletic department or is he also serving at the pleasure of somebody else? Yeah. 
You know, at some school, and it's always been in question. I go back to when we were doing our coaching search and they were prospecting Brett Venables. His very public comment is, I don't know who I'd be working for. Right. Who's in charge there? A high-profile head coaching candidate says that about the job. I think it says something. What gets me is that this seems like the people who are responsible for these backdoor decisions don't seem to care what it looks like. Yeah. They don't even seem though, to care what the narratives are. And, even and though it, it's clear that that narrative is working against them. Like right. It, it, literally everyone can see this, and it's it, it, at this point, it's like it's either arrogance or a combination of arrogance and stubbornness that has allowed you to not adjust course and say this isn't working right right now um i want to get to some comments here i want to thank everybody for jumping on this war rapport live special here on a friday night to talk about this uh this is big news uh athletic director alan green has come to an agreement with the university for him to step aside i don't have the details on whether that's immediately or at the end of the period uh, but we'll put that information out as we get it logan smith says this is a terrible look for us simple but effective I think I think that it's hard to argue that it's not because of the narratives that exist. Correct. Right. Like you allowed this narrative to persist for months and months and months. And now that it's come down, you know, I saw where Tennessee's AD publicly spoke out on Twitter and said, congrats on getting out of that shit show. (laughs) Yeah. Right. The the AD at Duke said something publicly about how he didn't think it was, you know, Alan Green got a fair shot. I mean, it's just, um, you know, his peers are speaking up. Like I sell to me that that's, Good for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the, the next hire has to be a home run. So whoever it is, um, good luck. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Because you, you can't, you, you, you can't not be good after this. Mm-hmm. You've got to be good, whoever the next person is. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Leo Stottle says, "So is this a net positive or net negative? I feel like it's a small net negative hit on this. I feel like it's a big net net, net negative. I think it's a negative in the short term. The, mm-hmm. the long term, it'll be determined. I just think, right? So the 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 perfect storm of wow, this is not the right time existed here, right? Mm-hmm. They had a new president that came in. You know, Auburn. You know, we talked about this before. There's a new president that's there. That person." was going to largely be responsible for what direction this took, whether he was going to say, Hey, you know what? You weren't my hire, but you're going to be my guy for right now. Or Mm -hmm. if that president said, you know what? I'd rather because Alan Green's contract was coming to an end in January. Right. So he had a decision as the new president. Do I re up on the guy that's here right now? Or do I try to find someone who's my guy that leads the program in the direction that I see it going? Right. When you when you come into that situation, you have to decide, is there a way for us to work together, number one? Number two, do I like the direction that it's going right now? Correct. I find it hard to believe that anyone looking at any program other than football would say it's not moving it's in a positive the right direction. direction. Yeah, I mean, that would be a stretch. That would certainly and be a stretch. I would say, in addition to that, if you look at every program that someone else wasn't meddling in, Football's the only one that Alan Green doesn't have his fingerprint on outside of the hire of the head football coach. And you haven't given that enough time to determine whether that made sense or not. Yeah. So it's kind of difficult to, to, the president was in a, in a tough position about renew or not. I I get that. Um, But that's essentially what it came down to. I have questions about that too. Again, is this new president 
serving, you know, they at the pleasure of somebody, somebody else, yeah. right? Yeah. Or is he his own man? And how did they come to this decision, right? So uh, interesting uh, to think about uh, in, in a lot of ways. Andrew Ackerman says, going to miss Alan Green, I think he's an exceptional person, a leader. I don't think it's in question that he represented Auburn well and at a high level. And when you look at his peers who are speaking up for him now, I think it's clear that the outside perception of how he did his job and how he carried himself was not in question. First class, first rate individual. Logan Smith, when has our athletics ever been so good across the board? I can't think of another time. Where yeah, I mean, across listen, we, the board, we're in an unprecedented. I mean, we we rave about it all the time about where baseball was, where basketball is, mm-hmm. uh, gymnastics being in the position that it's in. I mean, we have, and I think a, a a large portion of this of you know, if you look at the reputation that Alan Green had across not outside of the Auburn sphere, I'm talking about nationally. If you look at the perception of Alan Green, him being a former athlete, he was very pro student athlete. Yeah, like, he was. And I think student athletes like being in a program led by Alan Green. Now, I'm not saying he I, I this is not me trying to give Alan Green credit for bringing in high profile athletes into Auburn. I just think that the the athletics departments and programs had someone who had a big he was very much focused on them. If you hear him talk about the student athletes, everything that he was doing from a perspective of trying to make sure we were in compliance and mm-hmm. and and making sure that we could do the things that we're now doing with um, facilities and et cetera. He it was killing him not to be able to spend more money to make sure we had uh, facilities for the basketball team and X, Y, Z, the things that people were coming to him. He was he having a conversation with Alan Green once the budget veil got torn. Yep. You could hear the elation in his voice about, man, I get to spend. I get to say I get to say yes. yes. I get to say yes. Right. Because there's no reason to penny pinch for no reason. Right. Right. And he got pegged as a penny pincher for no reason. That's not fair. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. I mean, I think that budgets are not, um, you know, he explained how the budgets work in our first interview with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the coach is the CEO of their sport and the CEO asks for a budget, talks about the w- things that they want to do. And if they want more money, it's not a no. But just like in any other company, you make a case for why you need more money for something. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how, you know, how these other coaches made their case for what they, they, they needed. They're good and bad times to negotiate, obviously. Yeah. But ultimately, Bruce Pearl ended up getting what he wanted. You know, more money for his staff primarily. I don't even think his own contract was top of mind for him. Right. Uh, And, uh, you know, across the board, as you perform and you do well and you show yourself to be a good steward with the resources that you have, it's easier to get more resources. Yeah. You know, we asked Brian Harson again, too. Like, hey, do you feel like you've been given the resources to recruit nationally? And he said, yes. So you're right. There was definitely a, a point at which that whatever decision they made that led to the penny pinching, that veil was torn down and then spending opened up again. Uh, But I I just think it points to one of those narratives that just was not fair. Daniel Speller says, this is so disappointing. I agree 100%. Um, Pocket watch, the entire situation has really been a a bad look on Auburn's leadership. It seems like it's par for the course, and I think that that's more disappointing. Like This is more a signal that we're still doing the same things, expecting a different result. Yeah, well, uh, we got a super chat here from our guy, Jazzy Joe. Appreciate oh, the super, hey, man. He says, Jazzy. 
Does this affect the football season being a week away? Morale, maybe, is the writing on the wall for Harson. So this um, is this is essentially the question a lot of people are asking. Yeah, for sure. Is how does this impact Brian Harson? Um, I I think Brian Harson's literally in the exact same position he was in before. I don't think Alan Green's future. I think it's the other way around, right? Like mm-hmm. I think had Brian Harson been successful, they would have visited the Alan Green conversation a little bit differently in right. December than they would have had he not been successful. I think. Brian Harson's success is tied to Brian Harson and him alone. Correct. Yeah. Like, listen, when I want to tell you something, in 2003, there were there was there was a jet, and there were a few people who got on that jet that wanted Tommy Tuberville gone. Yeah. Right. A, a really really re- good reporter, somebody very good at their job, figured, hey, flights are public record, and they <laughs> saw that that jet took off from Auburn and went somewhere where Bobby Petrino was at. The story broke, and it was a bad look. Tuberville got one more year, and I'll tell you what, that was their worst nightmare was what happened. If you want to tell me Tuberville gone, what happened in 04 was a complete nightmare. I bet you those people couldn't even celebrate the undefeated season because they don't really care about Auburn. They only care that it happens, it's successful the way they plan it out. Right, and that's the unfortunate reality. It's unfortunate. Whatever reason is... Who gets to take credit for the success is what matters it's the most. It's completely ridiculous, man. Yeah. Uh, Tuberville, you know, essentially stuck around for four more years after that or five more years after that. And it was just it wasn't good, but it was what was best for Auburn at the time. I'm glad that he proved them wrong then. I hope that Brian Harson proves people wrong now. Um, uh, this entire situation is real. Oh, yeah, I think I've. Got that one already. Yeah. Uh, AG was a positive influence for Auburn as a school and a program. I appreciate this comment. I believe that to be true. I think he was a positive. I think he represented himself well. He carried himself well. Um, they tried to take a sympathetic, oh, like maybe he's in over in his head. I, I hate that narrative. I hate the poor Alan Green narrative. Actually, yeah. what happened was he wasn't in over his head. Yeah. He was his own man, and you didn't like it. I think that's what this boils down to. Uh, these folks have more dollars than they have sense. I think that you have more sense, Haley, than most people. Haley that, out here with the bars. The, yeah, right. Spitting. Brian Hancher, disappointed in the administration. I think that's the echoes the sentiments of a lot of people today. Um, I don't think, Kyle says, I don't think it's a terrible look because we don't really know the reasons why. I'm neutral on this, but wish AG the best. I think. Alan Green only said he wanted to be here so it wouldn't stir up drama. I did I, again having with spoken more. with him multiple yeah. times, disagree firmly with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do disagree with that, Kyle, but I, I disagree that we don't really know the reasons. We know the reasons. It's yeah. really simple. He, I, mean, I, I laid it out to you already. We can yeah. go over it again. Yeah, he didn't do what some people wanted him to do, and he did what he wanted to do. And that didn't go over well. And unfortunately, the one sport that's in question right now, because if Brian Harson had gone 10 and 2 last year, I doubt we're having this conversation. It definitely would be a different conversation for sure. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a much harder. I mean, it would be even worse look if they had done that after like a 10 and 2 season, right? Yeah. Um, but there was just enough in there. And look how bad it still looks. Look how bad this still looks because that was year one for the coach. That was year one. So I, I don't get it. Todd Jordan says, hi, Mike and Ike. 
Todd, Todd, good to see you again, man. It's been a while. Football season back, another appearance from our guy, Todd. Good to see you, man. Mm -hmm. Dan Webb, geez, it's major college football. It's the same everywhere. Ah. I don't know know if it's the same everywhere, but Ah. yeah, there's foolishness everywhere. It's just our brand of foolishness seems to persist through the ages, uh, if you ask me. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, if you're saying it's the same everywhere, find the stories that exist that are similar to Auburn stories over the past. Yeah. 30 show years. me those stories. Yeah. You just don't see that happening, right? Like most Not of the athletic programs di- anyway. Yeah. And most of the athletic directors that you see do things, they're screwing up stuff like, or their programs are terrible. So they were fired for that reason. Like either they were actually incompetent at their jobs mm. or they did something stupid and got ousted. It's rarely a, he actually was doing a pretty decent job, but we just don't like him. Right. Right. Um, Vanyel Brooks says, do you guys think the next AD will be a yes man? I think that it's in doubt whether you can do this job and not be a yes man. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. So I'll I'll, I'll agree with this. Miami is a, a, a pretty terrible looking program. There, I mean, so again, I'm not saying Auburn is the only place, but you're saying it's happening. The qu- comment was it happens everywhere in major college sports. And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah, not like there, this. there are there are definite outliers and Auburn is in the outlier space. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, um, at the end of the day, uh, it, I don't know how anybody is happy about Alan Green being gone because I don't think that he's done. Well, I do know how some people are happy about it, but I don't think he earned um, people's dissatisfaction with him. Um, but it was a, it was a rocky marriage to begin with, right? Like I don't know that it was ever going to be successful because of the nature of who Alan Green is as a person doesn't fit well with people who want you to be just yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, right. no ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately. It just makes you wonder if Brian Harson has success at Auburn, does his job get easier or does it get harder? That's ridiculous that we're asking that question, right? But if he has success next year, does the job get easier for him? And do people acknowledge that he was a good hire? Because I'll tell you who looks how this makes this look even worse for them. Yeah. And this almost Ike feels like a bet that the season is not going to go well. Yeah, if it does, it does feel it feels like a bet against Brian Harson, yeah. right? So um, I can't tell you. I hope that he take. I hope Brian Harson takes that narrative and shoves it way up where the sun don't shine for some people. I hope that we can sit here and have a I told you so fest at the end of the year uh, for the staff. Um, you know, not for you know for the players, uh, for the families, for everybody who touches this program that's affected by these decisions. And I had the wife of a coach uh, who shall remain nameless that told me one time, she said, Mike, when a coach gets fired, it's not just him. He gets yeah. paid a lot of money sometimes to walk away. There are upwards of 50 families that get uprooted and, you know, communities. And Auburn is such a special place. And leaving this community definitely hurts, I think. So 
you know, ultimately, you know, we're in a place where I think all, yeah, Alan Green was an Auburn guy. And I think he loved the students. He loved the school. And, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But see, listen, I, you know, here's the thing that I, I will be, uh, you know, I'm going to do the same thing I would in any other situation, which is be hopeful that the next hire is someone who is going to be a home run hire. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell, you know, with an athletic director, whether or not they're going to be good at that job or whether or not they're going to be a fit for a particular place. You have to, it's kind of like hiring a coach. You have to wait and see and see how things get implemented because there aren't very many new hires that are going to be available out there unless this person just goes rogue and is like, well, fire you, fire you, fire you. Uh, there are people in the comments who, or and I've seen it all over social media, so I'm not picking on anybody in our comment section that think that regardless of the outcome of this season, Brian Harson will not be the coach of Auburn football in 2023. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but say that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense from any standpoint of anything. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't follow the logic of it. Right. Because if Brian Harson wanted to be here from the beginning and he leaves of his own accord just to say, hey, I, was, I proved to myself I could be successful at doing this. Let me go somewhere else where I don't have to deal with this headache. Yeah. I can see how your logic gets you there. If you're saying Brian Harsell is successful this season and someone fires him, you look like a complete idiot. Yeah, right. I think this, I don't, everybody's saying that this technically turns up the hot seat. I don't, I don't think it's any hotter than it was before. That's what I think Brian Harsell is in the exact same position, same position he was in yeah. before. Yeah, he's, he's got to win games this season no matter what. And, you know, whether he stays at Auburn or his future takes him somewhere else, I hope it keeps him here because that means that we would have had a successful season. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think his seat is about the same temperature. Yeah. And the focus doesn't change. Right. Go out and win games. Win football games. Win because- football games, develop kids, show improvement year over year. What I hope happens is, is that that bar is not suddenly raised to SEC West or bust. Correct. Yeah, that to to where yeah. it's not, you know, again, we've talked we've used the word untenable situation, right? You've put him in a no-win situation because it's like you've raised the standards. You you've you've crippled him on on the things of like not wanting to help him, but then on the other side, you've raised the standard for his uh, um what he has to output to an uh, a ridiculous level. That's just not fair, right? right. Like and so right. hopefully that is not the situation we're in. Especially considering, you know, and we'll talk about the young man who committed today, the, the I think, positive trajectory that we have going on in recruiting right now for Auburn Athletics, right? Like, do you want to be the cause of upheaval there? Like, I just, I don't understand fundamentally, again, the thought process that firing Brian Harson, no matter the outcome of this season, mm-hmm. has any merit whatsoever. And, like, you, you literally have to hire the next Nick Saban. Yeah. Like, how, how do you get away with firing a successful coach without hiring someone who you know is going to make your program unbeatable for two decades? Right, right. Um, now and who is that coach? Yeah, for sure. That wants to come to Auburn considering all of this?